I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to this week's Character Unlock, where we're going to spend a bit of time just chatting crap about video games, because we came in with absolutely no plan as to what we're going to do this week. I am hosting, as always, I'm Andrew Brooker, and joining me is my good buddy John. You right, mate? Yes, mate. Uh, all happy and recovered from the Assassin's Creed pod, obviously, for one, and that I've played a lot of Assassin's Creed since then. Good. Yeah, it was a, a, a monster episode to do. That was a lot of fun, actually. Got a, got a fair amount of decent feedback from that episode as well, so I think it went very well. Yeah, let's bring Brian back. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to bring him back for a Mass Effect thing, and I'm just going to sit and listen, not say a word. Twiddle your thumbs. Exactly. Maybe even play Mass Effect while you guys are talking. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's been a couple of weeks since that last episode, and a couple of busy weeks. We've had plenty of news, plenty of things going on. So, should we start with the biggest thing, and, and that's the, the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Now, I'm going to start this off with uh, saying that I really fucking hate that click noise that they have. <laughs> you mean you didn't like the presentation when they kept clicking their fingers to move between each other? No, th- what I hated more was the fact that they kept saying, I'm going to switch over to my colleague, <laughs> and then do the fucking click. That yeah. really fucking fucked me off. Yeah, I, I I got annoyed at the first time they'd done it. I was like, nope, just nope, don't do it, fuck off. <laughs> I, you know what, the the original announcement for it, when they kept doing that fucking click, I, it, was, it was grating on me towards the end. The fact that they're keeping that, and that every time they advertise anything on TV from now on, like that weird little um, thud that was the Wii, mm-hmm. is now going to be in front of every advert now, is going to be that fucking click. Yep. You realise the machine's going to do that when you switch it on, right? No, because I'm never switching one on. <laughs> so, so you watched the the presentation? I did. I, I watched it, and you know what? Once again, this has confirmed that Nintendo are releasing another out-of-date console like they have done for every time they've released one since like the GameCube. I mean, in theory, this N64 was out-of-date because it was still on cartridge back when you know, things that PlayStation was out with the CD drive, you know, the Sega Saturn. Yeah. I think, yep. But had moved away from cartridges. The GameCube releases cartridges that were little mini miniature discs. It wasn't even a DVD drive when the game's console generation moved to DVDs. Yeah. And then there was the Wii, which was essentially what barely capable of <laughs> processing anything and had wasn't even using, you know, proper memory. It was still using interior flash. Yeah. And then there was the Wii U, which was as powerful as the 360 and the PS3, 
when the Xbox One and PS4 were coming. Yeah, yeah, no, so, I, I kind of agree with that. I think they, I don't think they've marketed themselves right, but you know, I think they've. I, I, I really want to be negative about it because they've. I do think they've really fucked it up. I think they've they've ballsed up this this console before it's even come out. But at the same time, I kind of get the feeling, you know, they know their audience. Yeah. Their audience is going to be, you know, their audience don't necessarily want a media center. That's what they've got an Xbox for or a PlayStation for, you know. I, I, I'm not happy with it. I, I really want one. I'm not paying that kind of money for it just yet, especially when it's got no games. And more importantly, it's the year that Scorpio's coming out. Yeah. So yeah, this this is a year where the and to the end of last year when what 4K and VR were the new thing, mm-hmm. and the Switch is coming out with capable of doing 1080p on TVs, but 720 if you're just using the handset. I mean, you can't hold that against it, can you? <laughs> you can't say well, that. no, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's that the 720 is a bad thing. I mean, 720 on a fucking handheld, spectacular. Yeah, I just I. I don't think they're looking far enough ahead. I think by the time Christmas rolls around, it will be far too out of date. You know, it won't be powerful enough, and and we'll have the same issue here that we had with the Wii U, where it looks like it's got a lot of third-party support, and they drop that really quickly when they suddenly realise their machine isn't powerful enough to yeah. uh, to play half the games. And you got a, you got a storage space problem as well. You know, it's, it's it's only got thirty-two gig of memory in it. Well, what was it the, when they said after doing the installation for one of the launch titles? I think it was the Legend of Zelda one. It's like you've only got like two gigs free. Yep. But it does have. I think it can take up to two terabytes in SD, XC yeah. or HC, whichever one it is. Yeah, it will still take. You know, it takes uh, high cap SD yeah. cards, which is great. But you know, they've got a cost attached to them as well. You know, oh. I mean, the machine's going to be two hundred and eighty quid when it comes out, which is, I don't think, actually that bad a price for a console. But it's no. a console with no games that I definitely need to buy extra equipment for to make it usable. Well, well I mean, we'll get onto it later, a bit more in my notes that I've got, but I was looking at it, and there's a lot of stuff there that isn't you know, part of the, the standard equipment, like the, the extra control, the different coloured controllers and... Yeah. And the attachments to improve the uh, motion sensing for it, and the, the wrist attachment. These are all things that are extra that you attached to the the Joy-Con pads, which aren't part of it being just like the normal setup for it. No. Which just it seems off that that they're once again releasing a bit of hardware where the hardware isn't enough, and they need to release more hardware. Uh, as, as additional stuff like when they added the Move Plus yeah. and the, the Motion Plus section for the Wii controller which was just another accelerometer plugged into the bottom yeah I mean, I'm not mm. necessarily against the extra hardware in, in that sense I just when you look at it you know okay so let's say when I get around to buying a Switch I buy the Switch and I buy Zelda so that's well Zelda's 200 no Zelda's 60 quid so now, yeah. we're, now we're 340 and if I, once I install Zelda, I'm going to have no space left. You need to then buy an SD card. It's going to cost you another, what, 60 quid? Yes, yeah, so now I'm going to have to buy an SD card, which is, yeah, 60 to 100 quid for a reasonably sized one, you know, at a decent speed. You know, 
now we're hitting a number where I'm in PlayStation VR territory, and I'd much rather buy one of those. Yeah, um, even I'd point, be considering a VR. Yeah, at that point, I'm only a couple of hundred quid away from, you know, my Scorpio when it comes out, which is absolutely going to be a £600 machine. But I'm willing to pay that £600 because it's going to play my entire Xbox One back catalogue. Yeah, um, but the games, I don't... have. Did they announce that they were disc-based or not? Or if they're going to be the cartridges? cartridges? Yeah. So, well... And I think this may, is why they're 60 quid. Yeah, because the, the, they're having to make their own cartridges. It's like well, the, the Vita cartridges. Cartridges were always expensive, even back in the NES and SNES days. I remember that you know cartridge prices were through the roof. You know, people bitch and moan about 40, 50 quid a game now. Mate, that's nothing compared to what we were paying, you know, 20 years ago. It was insane. Yeah, that it was. I mean, I only ever had, like, three cartridges for my uh, Mega Drive back in the day because, the well, stupidly expensive they were. And I was, like, seven, so I didn't need to have loads of games. I could, I could play Sonic the Hedgehog 2 till the cows came home yeah. because... Well, I was seven. I could never finish it. <laughs> I could barely get past the fucking chemical plant zone. Yeah. But this is it, you know. You, I just think they're, they're taking a big step back from... Okay, that, I think they've done good work with the Wii U. I just think it was a bit... I don't think it was handled very well. But this just kind of seems like the machine the Wii U was supposed to be, and they're not doing it right again. Yeah. I'd if rather go out and buy a Wii U. Switch back when the Wii U was released instead, then I think that this console that they'd be releasing now would be a much bigger yeah. thing. And it's something that's really just... Like I said, it's that they're, they're releasing something that and it's born out of date. It should have been the, the previous console. Yep. But... One more thing is that they, they're adding in a subscription for online, which, yes, the other companies are doing, but this is Nintendo. They've, you know, constantly said that they're not charging for online, which, considering their fan base, this could be a, a game changer for them because they're, they're, the fans don't want to pay to play the little online that they would have for those games. I mean, I can count on one hand the number of games that I would play online, but that's only to play with friends, and that's Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, and Pokemon. Splatoon. I want to play Splatoon. Splatoon is for babies. <laughs> I, but, but the thing with the, the online subscription, I don't mind that so much, because, like you say, the Xbox and the Xbox has been doing it for a decade. Yeah, you know, day one, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, and everybody just accepted it. And I remember when PlayStation Plus became a thing... You know, and when they, you know, when it was going to be mandatory for PS4 online play, people bitched and moaned and cried and whinged. Everybody pays it. The thing is, is that a paid subscription is good because it means that you're paying to have better equipment on on the their end, yeah. basically. I mean, that's kind of where I get wound up with Sony because it's not. <laughs> you know, well, the last what pay, was the you pay your forty the, quid a year subscription like you do for Xbox, and at the moment, well, I don't know if it's the same. My PlayStation hasn't been my primary console for almost a year, but I got sick of the constant outages, and it wasn't me; it was the PlayStation Network. Once a week, it would go down. Yeah, that was that was the staple to the to the news reports. It was like PSN is down, yeah, and uh, the sun has come up today. Yep, but that was it. I I don't mind paying for the service. 
And the games you get, they're good bonuses. I rarely play them. I can say the same for games of gold, though. I only play the ones that really interest me. They don't, you know, Sony don't take that money and put it into their infrastructure, which I think is the big problem. If Nintendo take that money and put it into their infrastructure, great. Because as they make these these consoles bigger and more powerful, they are going to go back to, hopefully, being a, a prospect for for core gamers, you know, not just the families who want to play Wii Bowling, you know, people like you and me who might want to jump on and play Splatoon online. Yeah. You know, and once you start getting heavy usage, you need to put them, to put money into the infrastructure so the servers can handle it. I'm, I don't mind paying for that. You know, I, it's just another yearly subscription on the list of yearly subscriptions I have. Yeah. Well, it's the the fact that it's what potential for a DS replacement as well as a Wii replacement all in one. The whole, you know, the ability to walk around with your iPad in your trousers pocket, yeah, and then pulling the 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 Joy-Con. It's such a hate. shit name for a controller. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> pulling that out and then sitting, putting the kickstand out, which I really like. I like the the fact that there's a little kickstand on it. Yeah. Putting that out when you're sitting on the train, and then the the random you know, businessman next to you asks if he can play too. And then you both end up with holding on to a Joy-Con, flicking them around in the middle of the, a crowded train. But, you know, you, you only have to play basketball if you find a basketball game. Yeah. You know, it's the <laughs> rules. But I, I, really, I really wanted it to be good. And I didn't watch the, the conference live because I'm not getting up at four in the morning on a work day to watch the conference live. But Why not? You were staying up till four in the morning to watch football. Technically, it was still Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to bed, and an hour later I got up, and it was a work day. Yep, that's the one. See? Logic. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I really wanted to watch it, but you know, I, I watch it later on at work. But you could just kind of see this, this ever-growing feeling of just being let down as I read through my Twitter for the night. I was like, oh bloody hell! Like all the all the, the the games people I follow, all the you know people I follow that I talk to about games, just going, oh for fuck's sake, really? Yeah, there was a definite sense when I was flicking through my Twitter when I woke up of people going, ooh, ah, uh, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have done it that way, or and and similar things like that. But I guess there's a one massive redeeming feature is that they've finally disabled region locking because. Let's be honest, the best games on Wii and the best games on DS are the Japanese ones. Yeah. And this is someone who doesn't like Japanese games, but when their main market is especially the the, the staple fighting game that I used to play a lot on DS back when I was in, in college, which was the jump games, yeah. which are only available in Japan because they have licensing issues everywhere else because jump is the the big uh anime company yeah and manga stuff but over here and in america it's bandai and yeah. all other different companies own the rights to these things so they they spend a fortune trying to get it released elsewhere okay but if it does that straight out of the box rather than needing to put in a a freeloader disc first yeah that'd be good i, mean, uh, I do know a few people that would be interested in in the ability to import without having to import a console for stupid amounts. Yeah, that would be very good. But pff, for me, it's not, it's not a killer feature for me. 
and to be honest, it's the gate. The machine at the moment for me doesn't really have a killer app, and I would. I'm really a little bit sad that it's not shipping with like a Wii Sports equivalent of some form. Uh, what was that one-two switch? I mean, it's it's almost Wii Sports, but it's that's an extra forty quid. It doesn't come with the console. It's an extra forty quid. Really? I thought yeah. that was part of the. I thought it was part of the fucking bundle. Nope. And this is my problem. If you stick that in, okay, it's not as good as Wii Sports, but if you stick that in the box, it might be worth the two hundred eighty quid. But for me, nah. Christmas, if you know. If the Scorpio hasn't raped my entire wallet. Well. Wow. <laughs> I mean, the Scorpio would have to do something really bad for me to want to buy a, a Switch over that. And, you know, and I, I mean, really bad. I mean, it's got to throw racial slurs when I turn it on. <laughs> you know. All right. <laughs> Don't try and think of an example to say you won't find uh, one that you can use. No, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's the Switch. I'm disappointed. I was kind of. You know, the night before, I was kind of hopeful that it would have all this really cool information that would make it a, a must-buy when it comes out in a couple of months. As it is, I'll watch it for a bit and price drop and the ability to buy used games a little bit down the line. I'll do that. My concern is how quickly the price drop's going to be because if it's going to take too long to drop in price, probably won't ever pick one up. It like, It's going to fall down to what I can get at some point in the future, once they start announcing a few more titles, the first party ones, like the next Smash Brothers game, yeah. or if the next Pokemon game comes out, then I'm going to end up throwing a lot of money at this. Yeah. But, I don't know, the tiny Joy-Con controllers, you know, aside, maybe, in the future. They are pretty uh, expensive as well. Have you seen the price of them? Yeah, that's fucking... Uh, the thing is, is the, the, like the Joy-Con grip... for one side of the Joy-Con. The Joy-Con grip doesn't even charge them. No. <laughs> You have to buy a different attachment. So it's like, straight out of the box, you've got controllers that don't recharge, yeah. but you can buy this for £50. Yeah. Well, the, the Wii done the exact same thing, didn't it? Yeah. The Wii, you could buy it's... it. You had to buy a, recharge, a rechargeable battery pack for it. Yeah. Well, well, to be fair, does the Xbox One come with a rechargeable battery pack, or is it actual oh. batteries? No, batteries, and you have to put a bat- you have to buy a separate battery pack. No, that can't still be the case. Yep. I know my Elite, my elite controller... Came with a a wire, but it didn't come with a battery pack because I've got to use this. The Elite Controller is hilarious because when it first came out, people were bitching and moaning that you couldn't use a third party battery pack on it. Only the yeah. official Xbox One fits it. Yep. Well, buy an official Xbox One, then you twats. If you can <laughs> afford £120 for a controller, you can afford an Xbox official. Yeah, and I don't understand why people buy the fucking third party ones. I mean, I, I do. They're, they're cheaper, and you know, it's the same conversation. You know, you have to buy so many accessories now to make your console actually usable. Yeah. You know, I mean, can uh, you imagine a good couple of sessions on Battlefield or something would eat through a couple of Duracell double A's? Yeah. With no problem whatsoever. Oh yeah, it would just grab hold of them, just like it's like a Ford Mustang and a fuel tank. Yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah. It's, I, I can see the point in the third party stuff. I just. I. I try not to buy it just because. If it breaks my controller, I, I have no comeuppance. Yeah, but I mean, I I like sorry. I like the battery packs. Battery packs I like because it's they're not part of the controller like they are on the PlayStation. Yeah, which means that if the battery does eventually go flat and doesn't charge, you don't have to then spend you know the three hundred pounds on buying a new fucking controller. You you just need to buy a new battery pack or a new yeah. set of rechargeable batteries, for instance. 
Yeah. Because it, it happens. Of course it does. But it, it, it works better that way. And so I, I don't mind... It, it's a bit shit that the stand thing, I, I don't know what it's called, the grip thing, doesn't charge the controllers, but it's fine. Okay. <laughs> you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's not that big a but no, I suppose. Overall, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed in, in the Switch. So uh, let's move on to the games of the Switch now that we've ripped into the hardware a bit too much. <laughs> Do you have uh, a list? You're the man with the notes for the Switch today. I have a list of, like, well, I say a list. They announced 1-2 Switch with Cowboys. Okay. Because what one of the things they've announced is a Pistols at Dawn type <laughs> game on the 1-2 Switch where you literally stand in front of the other per- the person holding the other half of the Joy-Con and you then at a moment of time decided by the, the console you flick your hand up and you shoot the other person and it's done by on a reaction time thing nice. to decide who wins. And the controller basically vibrates if you died or something. You know what? To be honest, saying it out loud... It sounds kind of cool. Sound, it does sound kind of cool. But when I was watching the fucking video, if you if you go back and you watch watch the fucking conference again just for the fucking 1-2 switch, like the, the cowboy section, yeah. the dudes dressed up in full-on cowboy gear, it was so fucking ridiculous. It was just my eyes were falling out of my skull. They were rolling that hard. Well, what you need is you need the ability to look at these things and go, well, there's no way I'm dressing up like a cowboy. I'm not one of the village people. However, what could be kind of cool is doing this with my mate when I'm drunk. Yes. That is one, two switch the is... only time that, is, that game is ever coming out is when you're all pissed. One, two switch is definitely the game for drunk people because I think there's, also, there's a, a fencing or at least a sword fighting mode. Yeah. And there's another one where there were people dressed up in wizard's outfits. Oh, fucking hell. Yes. Yes. That's exactly my response when I saw it. So there's an air guitar vote mode as well. Because oh because the controllers, they have this weird, like, um, I want to say IR, but I, it's yeah. probably not. Because the controller can sense where your hand is, and it can sense rock, paper, and scissors. Okay. Which is a weird... I know that seems weird, but there's clearly something in there. Like, there's going to be, like, a how you decide... Who's gonna go first? Yeah. On a a a, a turn based game, <laughs> for instance, if you're playing against someone online, is that you can do a rock paper scissors. Yeah. If it can sense that, then there's no way of cheating, really. True. But it, at the same time, it can also sense how far away your hand is. Okay. Which I think is how the air guitar system's gonna work for it. So it's basically Guitar Hero for the Wii. See, I had a Wii with an actual Guitar Hero. So did I. Uh, what was it? Three, yeah. I think. It was awesome and terrible at the same time. Oh, it was fucking awful, but it was also like the best Guitar Hero playlist. Yeah. Mainly because, you know, Korn and Metallica and Slipknot. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> so, uh, what other games did we get? Slow Ride. Yeah, oh, fucking hell, that, that fucking song. That still, <laughs> that still haunts this house. Yeah. Whenever we hear it on the radio, it's that song that my missus just could not do. <laughs> uh, there was also uh, a game that they announced called Arms which was basically the Wii Boxing, but your boxing gloves are on springs. So that's like Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Yes. Human, giant Rock'em Sock'em Robots. And it just looked fucking ridiculous, but 
at the same time, you know what? It's kind looked kind of interesting at the same time. Does it work by you swinging punches at people? Yes. Someone is absolutely getting a broken nose and suing Nintendo. No, because one of the attachments that I think you require is the uh, the wrist strap attachment, which improves accuracy. Because I think they've got a separate accelerometer in them. Yeah. But what? No. What I mean is, people are going to be drunk. And yes, playing, punching each other in the face. Playing rock and sock and robots and punching each other in the face. Well, it's not like the Wii boxing where you stand where you stand behind your character and you swing your arms based yeah. on uh, towards the TV. It's you're actually punching at people because it's it's a three D fighter where you've got fucking full on springs and you can angle your punches. Yeah. Based on the fact that they've, they're on springs. <laughs> yeah, someone's definitely going to get hurt playing that. Like within uh, about a week of release as well. Yes, someone's getting punched in the mouth. And someone's going to say they were punched in the mouth because of the game console, yeah. as opposed to just being a complete asshole. Yep. Someone will Although it does try to. Uh, it to does seem like a good excuse that. to punch someone in the face. Oh yeah. Sounds like a fantastic. Oh, okay. Do you want to come around to mine? We'll play some Nintendo. Douche. Have that <laughs> fucker. It's just as soon as you open the door to them, just punch them right in the <laughs> mouth. But you mean you weren't ready? <laughs> I said, my contro- I'm wearing my controllers. <laughs> TV's on and everything. Yeah. That sounds interesting. It does. It looked quite fun because it. Well, it's, it's a Nintendo punching game. It's gonna be kind of fun. Yeah. Did, uh, did they do any fitness games for this one? I apart from that, no. I don't think they announced any fitness titles. Yeah, fair enough. Just curious. Uh, they announced Super Mario Odyssey, which isn't a launch title, which is uh, I found quite surprising because they usually pretty poor. Uh, the GameCube was launched with Luigi's Mansion, so that's not technically a Mario game. And the Wii, you had to wait, I think it was about t- nine months, maybe ten, for Galaxy. Yeah. And I think Wii U had something else. Yeah. I don't think it had a Mario title. So, yeah. But, so they've gone away from releasing Mario with everyone, but this launch title for this one's a Zelda game, so... Swings and roundabouts, really. Yeah, I suppose. I've um, never, they, never got into Zelda. Never really liked no. it. I like Twilight Princess, but apart from that, wasn't really a fan of any of the others. I mean, I played a fair amount of Ocarina of Time and of some Majora's Mask, but yeah. I mean, considering the most of them, in- considering the most popular Zelda games being released currently yeah. are HD remakes of previous Zelda games. Yeah, says a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I played most of them like in many and varied ways as they came out but not, one's never grabbed me you know it's, it's it's just never been my thing so they also at one point announced that they've got over 80 games currently in development or scheduled for release currently but they also straight away said that there are four Dragon Quest games involved in that oh, fuck's sake. they've got Dragon Quest I think it was 10 and 11 yeah. plus um Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2 are being released as well. Okay. Or 2 and 3. Fair enough. So it's like, it's like we've got 80 games, but 5% of them are Dragon Quest. Yeah. Yeah, so what percentage of them is going to be Pokemon? Is this, get, is this in getting a new Pokemon game? Uh, no confirmed Pokemon announcement. We've only just had a Pokemon game released, so... Oh, yeah. We're, we're f- four, three, four years away from getting a new Pokemon game. Uh, well... So that sucks, because that sounds like it... I mean, surely that would be a bit of a system seller, especially... If you can take it portable as well. Now, what it is is that when the game, when the sales are dipping, that's Pokemon territory. Yeah, I suppose. 
because what we get a new Pokemon game every four years when we get a new region in the TV show. And halfway between is when we get a remake of a previous Pokemon game. Okay. And seeing as the most recent remake of Pokemon game was Ruby and Sapphire, which were the advanced generation, yeah. the next set of games came on the DS. And considering all of those are playable all the way up, so the first Diamond and Pearl and Crystal, no, Diamond, Pearl and, fuck, I forgot the, the other one. Fair enough. No, it was Crystal. I just, don't ask me. I have no idea. Diamond, Pearl, Platinum. It was Platinum. Fucking wow. Crystal <laughs> was uh, Gold Silver. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll take your word for it. Diamond, Pearl and Platinum yeah. were the first DS titles. So, in two years' time, or next year possibly, next year, two years' time, either or, yeah, yeah we could be seeing Pokemon being released on Switch okay. that will be re-release of previous Pokemon titles. Not that it adds any kind of, you know, purchasability for me. I'm not buying it for Pokemon. I am. Yeah. Oh, sure. po- Pokemon Smash Brothers are the only two reasons to why I would consider buying it. Because, I mean, I regret... I, I regret not picking up the most recent iteration of Smash Brothers. Yeah. But I wasn't going to spend the 300 quid for a Wii U because those things never dropped in price. No, yeah, yeah. no. I kind of, I, st- I still do want a Wii U. I was telling wife earlier someone had one for sale for like 200 quid with a bunch of games. I was like, kind of tempted. But, hmm. but I do, <laughs> I do genuinely, you know, I want to save my pennies and buy a PlayStation VR. Yeah. It's not like the Wii, which you could get for like 80 quid about th- two years after it was released. Yeah. The Wii U's just not dropped in price. And I think it's down to lack of lack of uh, creation. They're not building them. Well, no, they've kind of they kind of done the thing where they went, well, we're not we're not doing this anymore. We're not making any more. We're not doing any more games. And then, you know, it doesn't have the install base that the Wii had. Like the Wii went to 80 quid because everybody that was ever going to buy one owned one. Yeah. So the only way they could sell it was to sell it to people that don't have one and drop the price dramatically to make it more attractive to them. And obviously well, every- that didn't work with the Wii U because not everybody bought a Wii U. So every house in this country and like almost every house on the fucking planet had a Wii. Yeah. It was like the best selling console of almost of all time. Yeah. It was like you, you couldn't walk down a street without seeing people playing Wii Sports. Usually plastered or something. Yeah. Just because everyone... Just walk everyone past houses and have remotes flying out the window past your face. Yeah. That, that's what the Wii was. And then the Wii U was launched, and I think they sold like three million. Yeah. <laughs> like they only made like three and a half million. Yeah. So it's not... It's It just wasn't the same. And I think Switch is... It might suffer the same thing. But at the same time, I can see it doing what the Wii did, which was that they can't make them fast enough. Yeah. Because, well, Wii's sold out everywhere. For, and there was like a, an eight-month waiting list. Yep. Because like, like people would pre-order them from various companies. And that was it. It was like you, you, you pre-order it, and then you'd wait, and you might get an email about four weeks after saying... Yeah, we kind of oversubscribed this. We only got like a hundred units, and we took about a thousand pre-orders. Yeah, 
Yeah, and the, the thing with the Wii, I mean, the Wii was like the, was out of stock everywhere two Christmases in a row. And I can't think of a single console that's done that before or since. You know, and it would be really cool if Nintendo could do that again, but I just don't think they will. No, the only way that would happen is if they only made about 100,000 units. It's a cheap way of doing it, though, isn't it? It's the same, you know, same yeah. as the whole fucking... What were those? What were the Wii U toy things? Amiibos. Amiibos. Yeah, they're coming back. Well, they're not. I say they're not. They're not coming back. They're not. They're not going away. Right is probably the better word. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. Mm. Yeah, because uh, the whole like the toyification of Nintendo is not. It's why I avoid them. You know. It's just expensive. I was going to say cheap knockoff Skylanders, but it's just expensive. Yeah, it's just the whole the whole business plan doesn't suit me. Like, I will gladly go out and spend three times the amount of that Switch on a, a new Xbox or a new PlayStation. But I can't justify the 280 quid for a Switch because their business model doesn't match with how I play games. You know, it's the you know from Amiibos to Zelda to all that. I just it's not it's not me. Yeah. I mean, I say that I'll get one for Smash Brothers, but that's that's the three hundred pound console for three games. Yeah. Let's let's say so three hundred pounds plus three games. I'm spending four hundred quid on to play to play a couple of games that I won't play a lot because they're not. I won't. I there's no way in hell I'm going to be good enough to play Smash Brothers online because I will. It's like any fighter. I will end up playing the first game and. It was like when I played Pez a couple of weeks back. I played my first game online, and it tried to find someone at my level. There wasn't anyone. So <laughs> it increased it increased the range to be searching for. Couldn't find anyone at my level. And then it moved to, okay, so we'll, we'll branch out the, the level. So we'll go plus or minus. Yeah. And instead, it was like plus or minus like five levels. There was no one. Plus or minus five levels to the world. No one. Plus or minus 10 levels. Eventually, it found someone who was 11 levels higher than me because there was no one playing it, yeah. Did apparently. you get your ass handed to you? Oh, yeah. I was 3-0 down in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> it actually got to a point where the dude was actually felt sorry for me and just stopped playing. Basically. I'm pretty sure he put his controller down. Guess how many goals I scored by the end of the game? Go on, him. None. I was playing against a dude who wasn't trying. He put his controller down, gone for his shit, and he still managed to, to lose. Yeah, lose terribly, because I guess it's mostly my fault for not really caring too much of the tutorial stuff, but apparently there's the, there's an aggression setting okay. based on the fact of, of how well your team plays together means that the, the your opponent can be a bit more aggressive. Because I sent him a message afterwards saying, look, that was my first ever game, and he said, you weren't bad, but your team rating so low that when I stopped playing, the, the computer was actually play, was, was playing better. <laughs> Excellent. But talking, yeah. talking like soccer games, and I'm, I'm gonna, just going to keep saying soccer because I know it's going to annoy like, everybody. Yeah, I accept that. I know you too well. Talking soccer games, they, did they announce any of those for, for, for the week? Or did they announce any like the EA Sports stuff and you know the the, the big third party ones, Battlefield. Yes, uh, there was and a bloke from EA who pandered heavily to the to the crowd by saying that his son's middle name is Luigi. 
Oh, for fuck's sake. No, it's not. Don't lie. <laughs> it's probably Lewis. <laughs> no, no one's kid's middle name is Luigi. It's just no, the, sec- the, the second son is called Luigi. Oh, then definitely. He's... No one's actual kid is called Luigi ever. I know. Everyone's second son is always called Luigi, and they're stored in the cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> and, just, and they're only let out to eat. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> once a week. <laughs> like a dog out of a bowl. Yep. <laughs> so, no, they, they announced uh, FIFA, but they only called it EA Sports FIFA. They didn't date it, so they didn't say 17, they didn't say 18. They're doing the Vita thing, aren't they? Well, that's not just the FIFA. It's not just the uh, the, the the Vita thing. Where is it? It's uh, This is custom built. So it's what the Wii had was a custom built version of FIFA. And it was shit. Because <laughs> it, it just... They, they released a FIFA game where they said, essentially, you have to use the move controller, the, the, the Wii controller, to point on the pitch where you're passing to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they had that so this could be horrendous Fucking this could man. literally be the worst worst idea in the world that they so but judging by the fact that the new FIFA games are I don't know if the 360 and PS3 versions of the most recent FIFA are on Frostbite they might still be on the Ignite engine okay I think that the Switch version may, may not be may not feature Frostbite but it must who knows? be powerful enough to run Frostbite. It must be. But would EA be willing to throw that kind of money? Yeah. But I suppose if they want their first if their first game to be on it to be to to be a benchmark to, to whether or not they're going to sell stuff on it, they're they're going to want to put a bit of effort into it. Yeah. Because you can't half-ass it and expect to get any returns. Because fuck it, it's it's not like the Switch and Nintendo is your standard in-store base for. EA sports games or just EA games in general no no offence to Nintendo players but EA gamers play on the primary consoles and on PC because the the games are really heavy duty yeah yeah I mean it's always nice to have that option though isn't it yeah and and it, it always can act like a gateway for people go oh I really liked FIFA oh you know oh the new one's not out on the new on you know on the Switch I'll go buy an Xbox and do that. It just I'm, I'm just curious. Like, again, it, it doesn't affect me either way. A, because I don't play them, and B, because if I did, I'd play them on the, the big consoles. The Switch for me, actually, i tell you what the Switch will do for me. It will mean I can play with the kid. Yeah, I suppose. Well, you can... It'd be a good gateway to teach her about video gaming. Yep, exactly. Especially, especially if Pokemon comes out on it. No. <laughs> Everyone loves Pokemon. No. Nikita will love Pokemon. No. <laughs> but you know all those kind of games I can sit and play with her on the on the Switch and it can be a machine that we play on together and you know the Wii and the Wii U could both be like that and it would be fun without having her get her sticky fingers all over my £120 Elite controller every time we want to play a game yeah I suppose but you can just beat her at the cowboy game <laughs> repeatedly no I have a three year old I have to let her win <laughs> it's just otherwise they sulk and fuck off that's fine <laughs> but then I'm stuck playing the cowboy game on my own yeah that'd be, that'd be even more hilarious it's like which hand's quicker left or right I'll, I'll still lose <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you also still win maybe but that's a 
only a maybe. Yeah, I suppose. I am a bit of a spaz. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what other games we got? Because uh, there was a very small list, wasn't there? There were other games, but I kind of just started to skip over most of them because they just looked uninteresting to me. Fair enough. So that was it. I pretty much just wanted to check that out, and I'm all done for what I've got. Cool. Let's move on to. We've got a couple of little bits to, to chat about, haven't we? So nothing, nothing. Well, they they are big and and relatively major, but you know, for us, wise, they won't take forever to talk about. I suppose first one is uh, Microsoft's exclusive action RPG with headphones thing. Speeds <laughs> the video game. Yeah. Dragons fucking cars and that kind of shit. Scalebound has been cancelled. Yeah. Which kind of... I, kind of, I mean, it leaked, didn't it? About, about a day before... Microsoft made it official. I think Kotaku were reporting on it, but more or less, it kind of came out of nowhere. Everybody just kind of thought it was it was doing all right. It was a bit of a long development, but it was Platinum Games and it was Microsoft. It must have been doing all right, and suddenly Microsoft has said, "No, we've you know we've ceased our relationship with Platinum Games." Yeah, because Kotaku, for for all their faults, they do seem to get you know a couple of people that that still leak decent stuff to them. So. It's- but the fact that it was it was pulled off of the Xbox website because if you went to the Xbox website you couldn't find Scalebound there was no link to it anymore, and if you went to the uh, to the Scalebound if you found knew the URL was it would just take you to the Xbox homepage. Yeah. So that that was essentially the the day before. It was I think it was a couple of days before possibly. Yeah. That that's what had happened, and then the the actual announcement of it of it being dropped now. It's two sides. I mean, obviously, as an Xbox gamer, disappointed that there's a, a brand new IP has been dropped. And as just as a gamer in general, I'm disappointed that there's a brand new IP that's been dropped. But if I'm honest, wasn't planning on picking it up at any point. Maybe, maybe if it went super cheap or if it had like really good reviews and I had a couple of friends to play with. But it's, I don't know. I think it reminded me of Lost Planet and. From that, I think I'd rather have a Lost Planet four yeah. than Khaleesi the video game. Fair enough. No, I, I the the videos of it we saw like because we've seen it a couple of E threes now, haven't we? I, it, it's not my thing. I looked at it and I went, eh. it looks very pretty, and the combat looks like it could be quite fun. Both of those things are synonymous for platinum games. There are twenty other platinum games I can go and play to get the exact same feeling that I actually like. So I don't think I was ever gonna gonna pick it up. But you're right. It, you know, it's a sh- as a gamer, it's a shame. It's especially for a company like Platinum to be dropping the game. That it must be a big deal. But you know, and I think that people don't cancel good games. No. It it must just not have been what they expected it to be. It you know they must have been ploughing money into this for years, and every time they got to crunch, have gone. This is not what we want, and this is not what we're doing. You know, not what we wanted to do. I just people don't cancel games that are doing well. Yeah, I think there's there's probably something happening under the covers somewhere oh, for either for Platinum or for Microsoft for this for this to have gone belly up because it's not like you said it's not good games that get cancelled. It's an 
occasionally, yes, there is a game that gets cancelled that probably should have seen the light of day, but it fell apart based on something going on. This could be as simple as, for instance, the, the lead developer might have been a bit of an ass in yeah. some cases, or the, 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 some someone somewhere has done something that's that's caused the game to fall backwards based on some strange reason that that's, that's meant that it's it's been knocked back a fair amount of time and then I mean, this, this Micro- Microsoft probably got fed up of throwing money at it. Yeah. I mean this game's been in development since 2013 you know we're talking you know three years worth of development Microsoft must have looked at that and just gone we're never going to get the game we want or to get the game we want it's just going to cost far too much and yeah. it's not worth it's probably worth more to Microsoft to just swallow that loss and be done with it than it is to release a half-assed game that's exclusive to their system that's shit. Yeah. Because the well, negative you- publicity behind that in the year that they're releasing a new console, they can't handle that. But it is just down to the the long and the short of it, it is down to money. If Microsoft looked at the projected sales for the game and saw we're going to make $4 million selling this yeah. and then looked at how much it was going to cost to actually get to a state of releasing and the state of releasing is going to cost them $6 million. They're going to look at it going, well, there's, just, there's no point continuing this development. We might as well not bother releasing it anymore. No. So, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it frees up Microsoft to do something better you know, with their exclusives, although someone, I don't know where I heard it, must have been one of the many and varied podcasts I listened to. Someone did mention that obviously Crackdown was announced at the same E3 as Scalebound, and we've heard yeah. even less about that. Well, the only information we've heard about Crackdown at any time recently was the base. It was based on if you had better internet connection, you had better Crackdown. Yeah, but that was so, that that news came out. That that was hey, you what? and me were still working together when that news came out. So that's nearly two years ago. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's that's due it's crackdown's due out this year yeah we've not heard anything contrary to that but I what they said 2017 being, from the start yeah that'd be a launch window game for the scorpio yeah if scorpio comes out with crackdown i'd be i'd be more than willing and more than yeah. interested in that because scorpio power plus semi-decent internet yeah that's that's a winner right there yeah but it's got a fight against Agents of Mayhem, which comes out this year. And I'm very much looking forward to Agents of Mayhem. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, and the other side of it, you know, hopefully it frees up Platinum to do something. You know, they've they've done exclusive stuff with Nintendo. You know, they're, they're clearly not against doing exclusives for people. So maybe they'll still work with Microsoft. Maybe they'll go do something with, with Sony and PlayStation. You know, and I like Platinum games. It, all the games of theirs, I know this is like a lot of caveats in one sentence, but all the games of theirs that look interesting to me that I've played have been <laughs> interesting. You know? So ba- basically yeah. all games that are interesting to me are interesting. But what, no, what I mean is like they made Wonderful 101. Wonderful 101 may be an excellent game, by all accounts it is. It's not my kind of game. I've not played it. I don't know if it's any good. But uh, Bayonetta. <laughs> Bayonetta 2... You know, I've not played it. I wish I could. That's one of the reasons I'd like a Wii U. Vanquish was amazing. You know, I would love for Vanquish to go on backwards compatibility so I can play it again. 
it's awesome. I mean, they made they made one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, which was uh, Mad World. Yep. I fucking loved Mad World. Was... Did they make the sequel as well? Uh, no, no, they didn't. No, I didn't think they did. I never played the sequel, which is a shame. But you know, Platinum makes some great games, so hopefully we see something new out of them, and you know, their team can move on and make something else. Bayonetta three, perhaps, or you know, Bayonetta three on the Switch would work. But yeah. It- Scalebound. Yeah. It's a shame. I mean, I probably never ever would have played it, but it's still a shame. They released two Star Fox games, apparently. Yes, they did. Ooh. Yeah, they're a, they're a busy old company, man. They've been around yeah. for a long time. It is a shame. As, like I said, as a, just as a gamer, it's a shame. It's like watching you know, films get cancelled halfway through development. You go, oh, that, that, that kind of sucks. That could have been good. But, ah. oh, okay, apparently they, they were also working on Nier or Tomatoes. Okay. Yes, they are. Uh, yeah, so there we go. Two games in one at once, basically. So oh, maybe oh. it really was down to which one do we want to finish. Yeah, I think they made didn't they make Revengeance as well, which was yes. which was fucking great. I loved Revengeance. You're like the only person who said that. <laughs> I know, but it was so sh- it was so shit, but it was so fun. What it wasn't was Metal Gear. It was actually a proper action game, and that's where Platinum shine. Like making proper action games, <laughs> but they do this really yeah. cool thing. Like they did it with with uh, Vanquish as well. Van- Have you ever played Vanquish? I think I played the demo for Vanquish. That was the one where you, what was it? The third person shooter, but you had knee sliding like yes. all the time, yeah. like non-stop knee sliding. Yeah, that's the one, and it it looks so fast. Like I look at it and go, I'm I am far too old for that. I'm. I can't keep up with what's on the screen. Fuck that. No. But when you play it, actually, it's so well made that it's it's so easy to do and it's so much fun to do. It. I was really impressed with Vanquish, and I really. Would, I'd never say no to a second one. But Scalebound just didn't didn't do it for me. <laughs> but, and then of course there's the other bad news we had this week, end of last week. Yeah. Is Sony have closed down. Gorilla Cambridge. Yeah, that's so. That's what the third studio in five years that Sony have closed in in England. Yeah, it's what was uh, Evolution and Liverpool. Yeah, and that really, really kind of sucks. Mainly because Gorilla Cambridge, you know, when they became part of Gorilla, they were given a Killzone game to make and did a really good fucking job of it as well. The Vita one, wasn't it? Yeah, Merc- Mercenary. Yeah, Killzone yeah. Mercenary. The Vita one, which you know as a shooter on its own was better than a lot of shooters I played the fact that it happened to be on the Vita as well was just outstanding you know it's one of the few or it's the only Vita game I've actually purposefully gone out of my way to play hours and hours of multiplayer on you know I platinumed that game that was fucking tough <laughs> yeah but yeah it's a, it's a really I mean because they made rigs uh, as well yeah I, I understand why they closed it it's this I mean, normally you'd say things like, oh, yeah, it's a, you never really know why that's, they've cancelled a game, or you never really know why they've closed a studio. This one's quite obvious. It's that although proportionally they're, they're probably selling a large number of units compared for the games that they've got, but when the install base is the Vita and VR, yeah, you see, you're, a large proportion of, of sales is, is possibly like 10,000 sales. Yeah, I think this actually is 
is it because we've said this a couple of times on this podcast, haven't we? So, you know, even though it's brand new, Sony seem to be not really caring about their VR headset and them closing down one of the studios that makes VR games. Uh, well, let's think about it. It's like they've released PlayStation VR, they've released a game for PlayStation VR. All it's going to do is cost money to make another VR game. So, yes, commercially viable to close the studio. Or considering they've just opened up that base in development base in Manchester, like what early last, uh, late last year, I think it was. Yeah. So, yeah, they've so they've got Manchester opened up. There's the studios in London and Guildford. Yeah. So what? Closing a studio down after releasing a game is the. It's the best time to do it in in Sony terms. It's like, oh, you've just released a game. Well, you're all out of a job now. So, yeah. it just the other thing for me as well. It, it maybe it's just because like you and I, we we see the news like that, and while we understand that they're not the same company, the, or not the same studio, the main Guerrilla Studio in Holland is just yeah. about to release like the flagship game for 2017 for the PlayStation, you know. At least get the the marketing for that out of the way before you taint the fucking name of the studio. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, it's just but, it's insane to me. It's absolute insanity. I mean, uh, maybe Sony want more third-party devs on VR, so they, they're taking away some of the, the first-party competition, but that's the same spiel they put to the Vita was that they wanted more third-party devs. But the thing is, is that the third-party devs didn't, didn't they didn't want it they, they didn't care for the vita and when sony realized the third party wasn't coming they've they had to put more first party aim into it yeah and now the vita has just become a buzzword for a random douchebag wearing a fucking sony football jersey saying <laughs> on vita yeah. to every new announcement for a fucking indie game yeah and to be fair the, the vita is a good spot for indie games yeah, it's still got a half decent install base, and people would play it on, on Vita. I don't, I don't mind that too much. I just, it does feel like they're killing. I mean, they are killing off the Vita, but it definitely feels like with not even a year after, or not even six months after release, it feels like VR's being ignored. If I mean, if we get to E3 this year, we're only a few months away. If we get to E3 this year, and and VR's just a buzzword, you know, added in in a couple of bits, just say, oh yeah, it will also have a VR level, like fucking Battlefront or Call of Duty. It, <laughs> it just, it ain't worth it. it. I really want a VR uh, headset. I I really want to play, you know, Until Dawn and Here They Lie and, and Resident Evil. I really want to play all of those games in VR because that's where horror belongs on something like that. And I'm a, I'm a nutbag for horror. But I'm not spending that kind of money if it's not going to be supported. You know, no one in their right mind would go out and buy, you know, a PS4 or an Xbox One if you were told you've got three months and then we're just going to ignore it. You know, so why the fuck would I go out and buy something that's more expensive than the Nintendo Switch that's just being ignored? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's... why go out and buy a Nintendo Switch? There's only 80 games being planned for yeah. it, and four of them are Dragon Quest. But you know, I just I... and for them to close down. Because I mean, Riggs has been pretty well received from what I can gather. I, I think Riggs was, you know, actually being dubbed as the best game on the PlayStation VR. Yeah, it's a, 
from launch. To take so, the company that made that and just go bye bye, you know, it it really sucks. It's again as a gamer, it really fucking blows. I would. It must be really fucking disheartening. Obviously, if you're a developer that's just lost your job, it sucks. But it must be really disheartening to put all that work in, get you know rave reviews, and then be told, oh, "See you, lads. You're, you're done. Fuck that." Uh, I I don't recall seeing if there was any people on Twitter because normally you'd see you come out of nowhere whenever a studio closes, a load of other devs, companies, and there, publishers coming up saying, "Look, it, there's work here. Yeah, there you were a few." There were a few. A uh, big one, actually, uh, is it Ninja Theory? Ninja Theory? The guys that are making the uh, Hellblade. I think so, yeah. Yeah, they, they put out a couple of tweets like that. There were a couple of people like that. Uh, and it's always good to see that happen. Yeah. You know, but... You, you don't get that with other businesses. Like, <laughs> oh, it's like Tesco just say, oh, yeah, we're, we're closing a store here. Yeah. And then you don't see Asda come out and say, look, there's <laughs> come work for us. No. It is a... It's an interesting community. But yeah, and it's always good for people to go, you know, send your CV to us, we need people. Yeah, but and I do, I hope they all, you know, find themselves jobs or, you know, we get a couple of little indie studios out of it as, as one one Twitter buddy mentioned. You know, that, that idea sounds good. But, but yeah, it's a shame. It really sucks. And, you know, I hope they, I hope the guys that work there realise that actually they've, they made the game that kept me you know, kept me playing my Vita for longer than anything else. Yeah. Well, if any of them are listening, you, you've made Brooker happy. Oh, uh, more kill Thank, zone. Thanks, Gorilla. Thanks, Gorilla Cambridge. You, you, you've you made his life. Yeah. Ah, what a shame. Uh, I suppose the only other kind of more recent bit of news, and I say more recent because it only happened today, uh, and it's going to be really quick, is Warner Brothers and... Netherrealm released a story trailer for Injustice 2, which I'm very excited for. Yay, boy, Aquaman. I, I cannot wait. Uh, our buddy Lee, we, me and him are, are trying to figure out which console we're going to be buying it on so we can play together. Surely the answer is the Xbox. The answer is going to be wherever we can get the best fight stick slash fight pad to work with it. Probably the Xbox. Oh. I mean, I don't mind either way. I'll play with any controller. I'm relatively decent at those games, especially at NetherRealms games with just a controller. I'm not too bad, so I can hold my own with either. But I'd really, you know, I'd really like a fight stick or a fight pad. Wasn't one of the attachments for the uh, the Elite controller supposed to be designed for like kind of half-assed fight stick? It was like because they had those super long um, thumbsticks. Yeah. And they had the uh, the the flat D pad. I think will work quite well. Yeah, the flat D pad as well. But I also think that the little satellite. Dish. I know it sounds it, it's like literally the opposite of what I've just said. But I really don't want to use my elite controller for fighting games because it would feel like cheating. <laughs> no, it would feel like cheating. Have you noticed? Uh, you know, going from the elite controller, just me remembering something that I saw. Have you noticed that the new breed of controllers that have come out? the xbox where they've uh, they've done away with the color on the uh, abxy buttons but what they've done instead is they've put little dots on the inside of the four buttons of the color of the abxy so green red blue and yellow yeah that's really fucking weird there's like little dots just in case you you didn't realize that that's the color that it was before did not notice i don't know i mean so i've got one standard xbox controller and i bought that 
when I bought my original Xbox One. So that's the standard Xbox One controller with the it's still got the same shitty clip in the bottom of it for the mic. Yeah. Uh, and the only other controller I've got is my Elite one, which came with my Elite Xbox. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, something, something I noticed on some of the newer breed of controllers they've been announcing. Some of the because some of the new colours they've announced look pretty cool, but as far as buying a controller based just on the fact that it's a pretty colour, I'm not spending like seventy quid. I do on kind a- of want one of the Gears of War four Elite controllers, but they are so fucking expensive. I just I can't justify it as as much as I may try and as much as hmm yeah I've got a spare hundred and thirty pounds should I buy a controller or maybe eat for the next month <laughs> you know uh, you can always find food in the trash ah uh, true so you're not going to find a a hundred and thirty pound Xbox controller in the bin no but unless yeah. you're unless you're looking in the bins behind Microsoft. <laughs> But, you know, it would be really nice. And if I ever saw one cheap, I'd definitely pick one up because the, the the aesthetic of it, it just it looks gorgeous. But no, I'm not spending £100-plus pounds on a pretty controller. I'm just not. Well, I mean, I'm looking at it. I'm thinking to myself, yes, buying another controller would be nice, but I, I don't think I could warrant buying another controller unless it was an Elite controller. Well, this because... is the other one, of course, is I, I need to have my Elite controller because I really, really like it. But... As and when I trade in my Xbox One f- to get a Scorpio, if the Scorpio doesn't come with an Elite controller, it's going to be another 120 quid. Yeah. I'm just, I've, I've actually gotten to a point where I'm so used to having the left trigger down. Uh, no, the right trigger being, you know, hair trigger. Yeah. And, and the left trigger being soft. Now that it's it's actually got, it's got to a point where holding another controller just feels weird. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm exactly the same. It's, I really, I can't live without my Elite, and I wouldn't want to live without my Elite. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't use my Elite for fighting games, because it would feel like cheating. But, you know, I'd really like a decent fight pad or fight stick for Injustice, and I'm I'm really looking... It looks really good, and, you know, obviously it's pre-rendered stuff in the trailer, but it looks really cool, and it looks like the story's going to be a bit... There's at least, oh, that, there's at least one oh. bit in the story, that, in the trailer, that made me go, oh, fucking hell, that's, that's rough. Well, that's always been the nice advantage of the new Injustice, of, well, Injustice and now Injustice 2, that at least they're allowed to have a bit more free reign with the whole violence aspect that they weren't allowed to do a long time ago with uh, Mortal Kombat DC. Well, yeah, that was, that was fucking guff, wasn't it? Heroic brutality. Yeah. Can't have our DC heroes killing people. So, yeah, now that we've got a proper... No Scorpion in this one so far either, from what I can tell. Ah, uh, he'll be DLC in the future. I'm alright with that. I know everybody hates the guy. Everybody hates Scorpion because he's cheap. He kind of is. But I am really good with it. <laughs> I actually had a weird argument with people at work because, I mean, I'm not a huge Mortal Kombat fan in, in any way no. whatsoever. Because I hate... I, it's like just fighters in general. Apart from Marvel vs. Capcom, I don't think I've ever gone out of my way to buy a fighter. No. But... I got into an argument with people because at least I can name fucking Mortal Kombat characters and Tekken characters. Yet for some reason, they're 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 big like full on gaming nerds. Some of them, and <laughs> they they were just going. We were just naming characters, just various guys. And one of them said, "Scorpion, Blue Scorpion, Green Scorpion, I would and Gray Scorpion." I'd have punched people. I'd have started throwing things at them like my keyboard. And then we moved on to Tekken characters. And then apart from saying, because um, one of them mentioned 
the guy with the hat. That's helpful. Yeah, and uh, they said that he like odd, he throws it like odd job. <laughs> it's a bit like no. when Bill and Ted describe historical figures. Yeah, and I was just thinking, what the fuck are you going on about? And then that was when I realised they weren't talking about tech, and they were talking about Come Mortal out. Kombat. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I fucking hate the guys I work with sometimes. <laughs> Let's hope they don't listen to the podcast you do. Yeah. Well, hopefully they do, and they know exactly what I f- how I feel about them right now. <laughs> I'm not saying a word. <laughs> I don't know them. Yeah. <laughs> Probably never will. No. But yeah, that's 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 fighting games. Is it? Injustice? Yeah, it comes out. I think so. I've got a couple of months to get my practice on Mortal Kombat X. Before, yeah. before me and Lee end up, you know, fighting and yelling at each other down the mics. And then fighting in real life. Yeah. But yeah, I think, is that all of our news? Did you want to mention? That Andromeda is being released on the 21st of March. So it's about nine weeks away. So then in about 10 weeks when we do our, uh, that podcast based around Mass Effect, I'll be a horrendous shell of a man. <laughs> Just this, this unwashed mess. Yeah, pretty much. Bitching and moaning Just, that he's on the mic going, I don't want to fucking podcast. I want please. to play Mass Effect. Oh, fuck it. I'll be playing Mass Effect while podcasting. But that's... <laughs> I will be in the middle of a mission. You'll just... Brian will be talking. You'll be moaning away, just, like, not really knowing what's going on. And then all of a sudden, I'll just come across shouting because I've just been killed by giant mech because I'm playing on fucking Insanity. Yeah. Or a Varen. Getting <laughs> fucking... Getting killed by Varen is really depressing because it just shouldn't happen. That's a... Have you pre-ordered it already? I still haven't decided which pre-order I'm going to do for it. Okay. Have you booked your time off of work for it yet? No, because I completely didn't realise when the release was, and I was still trying to sort out my own time off from work. Fair enough. But yeah, I, I'm going to go in tomorrow. The, although the my boss isn't in this week, so... <laughs> Could be fun. Well, I don't think... I wish I, I'd like to book time off for Horizon, but I'm not going to bother. Uh, there's not really any other games I'm desperate to book time off for. I've got so many other things I need to book time off for this year. Yeah. Yeah, so... And I need to be a bit careful about it. <laughs> Never know. You don't book any time off. Well, no, it's not that. What I don't want to do is commit myself to a shitload of stuff and then not be able to book it because, I don't know, maybe I change jobs. Well, you know, <laughs> when you, if you change jobs, you, st- you get some... Of course you do, but what I don't want to do is take the piss because obviously, you know, uh, I mean, I've got Fright Fest in August, I've got EGX in September, I've got Guns N' Roses in June. I think that's our that's our news done, mate. It's literally it's turned into a mostly news show, but that's okay. Yeah. So should we talk about what we've been playing? Yeah. What we've been playing? I'm going to keep mine nice and short in that because I was playing. A game that we were talking about two weeks ago, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Not Mass Effect. Funnily enough, no. <laughs> I know I talk about and play Mass Effect a lot, but I, I've spent literally the last two weeks, I finished it this weekend, just gone. I think, well, no, I say this weekend, I finished it yesterday because I was planning on finishing it on Sunday. And then as I was doing the last mission, well, the last of the main story missions, so before the post game missions, yeah. I guess. Uh, the game crashed just as I'd transitioned to Jacob 
after dancing with Staric. Because <laughs> I literally crossed the river and my game crashed. And I was like, fuck this, it's half ten, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you like the game? I liked it. It was really well built, I think. Um, it wasn't as fun story-wise but as, as Black Flag, but I still think that Kenway, hey, uh, the, Ed, Ed Kenway was by far the most interesting of characters and okay. aside, aside characters like the, the NPCs like the, the people you chat around with yeah. they're much much better characters just because you've got Blackbeard you've got um, Mary Reed yeah. um, Charles Vane all of those people are much more interesting characters than um, Henry Green yeah fair enough <laughs> I mean, yeah, you you do get the amusing missions with uh, Karl Marx and um, Alexander Graham Bell. Yeah, Dickens. Yeah, the Charles Dickens missions were quite fun. The the Spring Hill Jack ones are certainly interesting. Yeah. But I don't know, Jacob's a bit of a tosser, but I, I couldn't help but love the way that he was just like running around being a complete knob to people. Oh, yeah, he's just such a bellend. Like, I just I just could, gang. It's like... I'm going to call it the Rooks. You can't play chess. It's going to be the Rooks. Yeah. <laughs> the Rooks, damn it. And I just thought, <laughs> and his, I thought his sister balanced him out really well. Let's just, Jacob, you've been a cunt. Stop it. But it's like, Jacob, Jacob you're not starting a gang called the Rooks. We're going to call him the Rooks. <laughs> He's such a fucking bad. I loved him, though. I, did, I couldn't help but smile every time he had a, a line of dialogue. I thought it was great. I just, I love the way that he just had such an informal way of talking to literally everyone. And then he meets the fucking queen. <laughs> I, I I tell you what, as much as I love Jacob for being the complete bellend that he was, just like at all times, it was fucking hilarious. I really liked Evie for the way that she got weirdly excited for anything that was remotely assassiny. Yeah. It was like anything that was like a little puzzle to, to go through or something. She got... A, the way she got weirdly excited over everything was really cute. It was quite funny. Yeah. No, I, I, thought I, I liked her she, character a lot. She was really adorable. And she, the, it really balanced out nicely because she was interested in being an assassin based on the history of the assassins yeah. and the puzzles and all of that. Whereas Jacob wanted to be an assassin because stabby, stabby. Yeah. It was literally it. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed Syndicate. I, I, it was it was a, a good break. and a good break. It was a good improvement on unity I, I really enjoyed it once i went back to it i was you know i was hooked i'm glad you, you finally played it that's very cool yeah i wait one more i'm going to apologize to you why about syndicate. on the grounds that in the podcast i abused you for thinking that you missed a mission the world war one ones yeah because i very nearly did myself <laughs> because i didn't realize that in order to do it you had to go to a section of the map and then travel through a portal yeah to get to the World War One section at um, Tower Bridge, because I I just assumed that it was, it was I was going to come, it was just going to happen. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was seek I was at sequence eight, and I was just thinking to myself, hang on, I remember seeing that the World War One stuff was open, but I haven't done it. And I was like, I looked back and I was like, sequence six when it should have happened. I was like, fuck, have I just skipped this entire thing? <laughs> and I actually looked at the map and saw the uh, the icon for the the World War One missions and was like. Ah, it's over there and just jumped on a boat and yeah. just waited for it to get to the other end of the map. <laughs> nah, that's cool. So, I, I still haven't played them. It's not long at all. I think you can... 
you can jam through the World War One stuff. Twenty minutes, I'd say. Yeah, I've been I've been in a bit of a funk at the moment. I've not been playing that much, but I I, I have purposely left Syndicate on my machine so I can go back and do the DLC and some of the post-game stuff. But nice. No, yeah, I'm not going to play the DLC and. Apart from the four Victoria missions, the post-game stuff, I've I cleared out the map yeah. before I'd even finished sequence five. So it was like I was a level ten, and everything was really easy, like right from the go. Yeah, it, it's like the thing. The thing that made it difficult was that the better gear wasn't unlocked, but I still had to go through all of the less good gear yeah. to unlock the better gear later on. Yeah, which was quite irritating. That every time I finished a mission or finished anything. Or just walk down the street. I just get a fucking pop up in the corner saying, "Ooh, you've got new stuff to read." It's like, "Fuck off!" Yeah. I've already unlocked all of this. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm a higher level than this. Stop telling me I've got a level four coat to put on. Yeah. I've got, I'm wearing a fucking level ten one. Leave me alone. No, I, I, I think the the way I kept myself interested in the games was to kind of not try and clear the map. It it just took too much time and it detracted from the story. I still ended up doing side stuff, but like in previous games, I'd the, the second I got the run of the place, I'd go and clear out everything and then get back to the story. But what I found doing that was I'd burn out and just not play the game anymore. So I'm not doing that. Yeah. I probably should have done that right from the go. I probably should have gone looking like, i just going to play through the story, yeah. do a couple of the, the, ex, the side missions, do a, clear a bit of the map in places. Just to just to improve my level to keep going with the story. Yeah. Before realizing it was, I didn't realize that it was like right at the end when I was about to go around the map and do all of the fucking beer bottles, <laughs> just so I could get the level ten belt for Jacob, yeah. and I was going to do all the music boxes just to see that last outfit of Evie. When I realized, hang on, this is a fucking rental. Yeah. I should be sending it back and getting my next fucking game instead of <laughs> playing this game for another fucking week yeah. doing collectibles yeah. when I'm not interested in doing a fucking 100%. <laughs> yeah. So it's now in the post going back and hopefully my next game is going to be something new so that I've got something else to talk about for the next podcast. Cool. You enjoyed it then, you liked it? Yes, I liked it. I'm glad I played it. So big thanks to you and Brian, wherever he is. <laughs> I'm sure you'll listen. You'll we'll get, get a little message from him after he's heard it. Yeah. But yeah, no, cool. I mean, my, my, my game in the last couple of weeks has been slow, let's put it that way. Mr. Big, I'm going to watch a thousand films in a year. Well, if I can do a thousand, that'd be nice. Well, you <laughs> at the rate that you're going, I think, what are you on, 40? And you're not even 20 days into the no, year yet. A, yeah, I've done 40 this evening. So that's all right. So yeah, so sitting watching... Or being in a, being ten percent of the way through three hundred and sixty five films in twenty seventeen, I kind of I've let my gaming fall to the side a little bit. So I've only really done a little bit of gaming, so I haven't done much. But what I've been doing actually, I trying to clear a bit of my backlog. So I've gone back to the games I bought, got two or three hours into, and then stopped playing. So I'm currently re- oh, I'm currently in the middle of the War Mastered edition of Darksiders. Darksiders. You want to talk about Zelda games, Darksiders is the best Zelda game. <laughs> I don't think I said that I wanted to talk about Zelda games. I'm pretty sure I, what I said was Twilight Princess is the only one I finished. Yeah. But Dark, it's obviously it's the, the remaster, the, the you know, the ten eighty HD remake of 
the PS3 version of Darksiders, or the PS3 and 360 version of Darksiders. It, it, it looks exactly the same. Well, no, that's unfair. It looks very nice, but the art style it had, it, it's not, you know, it's not that noticeable. But it's just really nice to go back to it and play it. But Darksiders is one of those games, if you stop playing it for a month and then go back to it, you've got no fucking idea of any of the controls. Yeah, you're better off starting again from Pretty the beginning. Much. <laughs> I think I 100%ed Darksiders the first time around. Including that, that bastard mission where you have to get like a... What was the... When you were doing the flying thing and you yeah. had to get like... I think it was a, it's got 100, yeah, 100, 100 150 kills? Yeah, 150 kills or something. And there's only 152 enemies. Yep. Yeah. Fuck that. That took me ages to do that. Well, I'd done that on the PS3 and by the time I got to that, I was like, I just... Fuck this. I want to... Want to finish the game? Actually, what I done, I remember, I was playing it on Apocalyptic and got stuck uh, before the first big proper boss. The first big proper boss was a piece of cake, but I got stuck before that in a, in just some shitty room with a couple of you know the the white knight guys. Yep. Oh yeah, I know the one. Yeah. Yeah. I got stuck uh. there, and I I raged. I said, like, I'm not fucking playing this anymore. So. <laughs> I tell you, you know what? Darksiders was fucking retarded when it came to bosses. You, you go into a game and you expect the boss to be fucking hard. Yeah. Or every every boss in that game was a piece of cake, but getting to the boss was a fucking ball ache. Yeah. It was like there's the there's the typical mid level boss where you get the power to beat the boss at the end of the game. Yeah. At the end of the mission, basically. But the mid level boss was always fucking impossible. Yeah. But it was like I played. Obviously, I started it like a month ago or a month and a half ago. And I remember when I played it on PS3, I remember Tiamat, which is the, the big bat bird thing, being a complete bastard. I remember her being an absolute arsehole to beat. And I remember it taking me ages. This time around, I'd done it in two goes. First go was to remember, oh yeah, this is what I have to do. And the second go was just to do it. Yep. It was over in a couple of seconds. I was like, oh, I remember this being a real struggle. Maybe you're just older and wiser. Maybe. Maybe playing Darksiders 2 helped. I didn't finish Darksiders 2, but that's kind of the reason I want to go back to Darksiders, because I bought Darksiders 2, the Death Innative Edition. <laughs> Fucking fantastic assholes. But, like the Warmaster Edition. Yeah. But I bought that the same time as I bought the Warmaster Edition. I was like, well, okay, so I, bought, I got them both cheap. I spent like 30 quid on both these games. But at the same time... I've spent money on these games. I need to at least finish one and unwrap the second one. Yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I can see it from here. I can see it next to my TV. It's still got the damn Xbox label intact around the, the case. It's just, no. I can't spend money on a game and then not even put the disc in the machine. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to replay fucking Darksiders game, the first one. I never played the second one. I just didn't. I don't know why I just didn't, but I just didn't. It's, the first one is so much fun. Uh, yeah, it's I think it's because the, the, the second. Yeah, it was a good. It was good Zelda, yeah. and the second one wasn't more of the same, which was its biggest problem. Well, the second one, they always said, didn't they? They wanted to make an RPG, and they didn't have the money to make an RPG with the first one, but they did when they got to Darksiders Two. So that's what they did. They turned it into an RPG. But the first one was enough of an RPG to keep me interested. In, but I suppose. I suppose the first one was enough of an RPG to be called, almost considered an RPG, but for an RPG fan, it's not an RPG, so no. therefore, yeah. 
I understand where they're coming from. Oh, yeah, I do as well. And I, I remember, I think the problem I had with the second one was I wasn't really concentrating. And much like my issue with Mass Effect 2 when I played it, I ended up in a dungeon that I really shouldn't have been in at far yeah. too low a level, getting my ass handed to me, getting frustrated, raging, and then just playing something else. Yeah, it's always the problem when, when you, especially the PlayStation version, when you were given all of the DLC stuff that should have been locked to after you'd done yeah. the midway point, and you'd got and you'd moved to disc two on the Xbox, but because you're on the PlayStation, it was all in one disc. Yeah, but yeah, especially considering one of them's one of the DLCs that is available, it's fucking post-game stuff. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, my hope is. You know, even if I just do, you know, half hour here and there, a lot of the games I buy for the Xbox now I buy digitally, so I can leave Darksiders in the tray and, and just pick it up and, and just move on a little bit every now and then. I'd definitely like to finish it, and I'd like to, you know, a couple of months down the line when we do our what we've been playing go. So I started Darksiders 2 and finally finished the bastard. Yeah. You know? <laughs> one one day, Brooker, well, one day. You never know, do you? Once you've watched your 400th film and it's like... April. Well, you know, but if I can do that, if I can, if I can have my challenge done by you know March, I haven't got to worry about it anymore. <laughs> At current going, you're you'll be finished. All my apps are. So you're at when day seventeen, now. and you're at forty. Yeah. So you've done what two point five almost. Yeah. You're you're at two point five speed basically. Yeah. So you'll be finished by June. Yeah. June or July. <laughs> I don't think I. I honestly don't think I can keep this kind of pace up. But what it does do, it gives me a bit of breathing room. It it means that around about the middle of the year, when we get those interesting, you know, maybe games come out. Yeah, but that's the thing. It means like because obviously we get you know EGX, which is I'm away from a TV for four days. Yes, but you'd be. I'm assuming you'll be at the fucking. Travel Lodge, Premier Inn, whatever the fuck they're called these days. Oh yeah, with my Apple TV watching shit on Netflix. Not even that, there's a fucking TV in the room. Oh, and I'm a little tiny little TV, like a, like a, a 15 inch yeah. LCD display. That's right, as long as I can watch porn on it. I <laughs> don't think they have porn, but they do have Freeview, so there is I don't know, the, the bank, uh, Babe Station, whatever the fuck. Yeah, the 10 minute preview. Yeah, that's the one. That's all you need. Danger wank. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so obviously there's, there's like there's four days at EGX where I can't do it. There's going to be, you know, there's, there are going to be times when I can't physically watch a film, you know, because something's going on or there's just nothing, you know, I'm ill and stuck in bed. Well, that's that's perfect time to watch films, is it not? Yeah. But, but you know what I mean? So if I can get a bit of... A bit of breathing room like this, like it means tomorrow when I edit this, I ain't got to worry about it. I'll probably still stick something on because I edit with one earpiece in and listen, you know, watch TV at the same time. Oh yeah, tomorrow is the perfect time when you're editing. Is the perfect time to watch SWAT. Yeah, it's true. All you need is LL Cool J saying SWAT school, <laughs> and Michelle Rodriguez saying that she's Chris Sanchez. And <laughs> yeah, so I mean, hopefully, yeah, it'd be nice get back in it's not just the films thing I've just I've been in a bit of a funk I can't I look at the games and go I don't know what to play I can't be asked. that's what Madden's for yeah Madden's a good my, one for this time or in my case FIFA that's what FIFA's for <laughs> I, I did I did spend a bit of time on Madden replaying the games that were on over this weekend and actually getting the results I wanted 
<laughs> you mean you didn't want the Packers to win no, right at the end? No, I did not. Fucking Cowboys. I would rather someone bleach my bollocks than the, than the Packers win anything ever. All it's just doing is it's going to be a fucking another Packers Super Bowl. Yeah, well, it just means that my day off for the Super Bowl is spent playing games instead. <laughs> yeah. I don't see... It's, it's going to be Patriots-Packers. Falcons aren't going to win. Uh, no. Which is a shame, because this is... The Falcons have deserved to go to a Super Bowl for the last, like, six years in a row, but have always fallen at yeah. the, in the fucking playoffs, because they've been given a shit run through yeah. the playoffs. It's like somehow they've managed to have like a fucking um, fourteen and and two season or something. Well, Matt Ryan, that's how they've done it. Yeah, highest rated quarterback in the league currently. Yeah, well, he's been fucking a, a beast of a quarterback. They've had a beast of a defense. The O line's been fucking perfect. Yeah, and it's like they're, they're doing fifteen and it's like fifteen win seasons, fourteen win seasons, and then they're getting put in the fucking playoffs against a team who's just scraped their way through yeah. the first round because the, the Falcons have had that first round bye yeah. and then they've gone up against the team who's just squeaked through and then they fucking lose yeah. because they're played they're, they're, <laughs> for some reason they end up playing against fucking Packers or yeah see I've got a mate or I've got a couple of mates who are Falcons fans I've got a mate who's a Falcons fan who is who thinks that the home field advantage will do them good I'm, I'm not convinced but we'll see but yeah, so I played a bit of Madden and, and got the results I wanted. And yeah, just, yeah, a couple of quick plays just to burn some time. But you know, that's why EA Access is a thing. Yeah, EA Access. Everyone loves it. Well, I think that's, I think that's us done. Yep. And it leaves us then, mate, for some, some recommendations. Do you have a recommendation for people for the next couple of weeks? So sticking with EA Access is fun. I'm going to recommend a game that was put on EA Access just before Christmas. And that's Star Wars Battlefront. Cool. I I have that installed now. I haven't played it yet. I have it installed, ready to go. So maybe at some point I will give it a shot. You know, again, thank God for EA Access. Yeah. Uh, I think my recommendation will be on uh, it's a Games for Gold one. So it's only it's on for the next month. So it was on from yesterday. So from Monday it came on. And sticking with the fire theme, it's season two of Killer Instinct is up, which. It's not as good as previous Killer Instinct iterations, but it's actually it's quite a good fun fighter. So worth yeah, worth worth a quick download. It's worth every penny that you're paying for. Well, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. But then uh, we are all done, mate. Excellent. That leaves us and in re- and in record time. Yeah, of... and in relatively decent time as well. <laughs> That's not too bad. But yeah, that leaves us with. Uh, it's just because I'm going to do it every couple of weeks or every couple of episodes. You know, a couple of shout-outs. Obviously, Owen and the Foul Critics lot. You know, if you're listening to us and not listening to them, there's something wrong. We're on their feed. We're not as good as they are, or no. even remotely can, could be considered professional like they are. Oh no, absolutely not. This week, last week, uh, a one of our sister podcasts, Field and Mullinger's Underground Nights, had a a new episode, which is my good buddy Paul Field and his good buddy stand-up comedian James Mullinger doing their kind of cult film show. We're also somehow more professional than we are. Of course they are. (laughs) Absolutely. But yeah, it's actually, it's a very cool episode. And I, there's a running gag now at the moment that I've never ever appeared on their show. I am mentioned on every single one of their episodes. Somehow I always come up. It's brilliant. Now I'm concerned. (laughs) 
Well, this 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 week's one or this month's one or this most recent one, because uh, they were talking about the film, you know, the good and bad films of 2016, and going through the Falkirks end of year awards, and obviously Fab the movie came up, and my very very angry review of Fab the movie was mentioned because yeah, that that film brought out some fucking rage in me. Wasn't there a quiz on a failed critics or something that involved? The, the size of your penis. Yes. I thought so. It came up on the quiz cast. Yeah, I thought so. I wasn't even there. <laughs> I, yep. I don't know how that came about, but I I am just that legendary, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Other shout-outs, uh, obviously, like the, the, the video game podcast I listen to and love, and occasionally shout-us out as well, or regularly shout-us out as well. Uh, so, last save loaded... Who are awesome. Every couple of weeks they put a game. Well, they, they alternate. Every other week it's between game, uh, video games and like an entertainment show. They are very cool. And my all time favorite video game podcast, It Isn't Us, that's uh, the same coin with, with Chris, who graciously shouts us out every single week, which is very, very nice of him. So, yeah, excellent, excellent podcast. And if, if you get a chance, you must listen to all of them because they're all great. I like how you don't shout out Bad Cop, Bad Cop. <laughs> What? <laughs> it's like you, you know that it's there's not no, something there's suitable. Absolutely no crossover between us and Bad Cop, Bad Cop. <laughs> absolutely none. But there you go. You must go and listen to Bad Cop, Bad Cop. They are some of my favourite people in the world. Yeah. They are the only people who are less professional than us. But sound more professional somehow. Yes. The- <laughs> it's it's a magic trick. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, I do. You know, I, I'm not ignoring them. I just they, I don't suppose for a second there's any crossover between us and them. But yeah, they're they're very anti-video game. They really are. So, but they are old. Well, they're not that much older than me. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> You're old too, Brooker. You're old too. You know how I got the fuck you in before you even had to say it. Yeah, old man Brooker and his uh, old man ways. Absolutely. So let's let's wrap it up. I think. Yep. <laughs> So and we've got a couple of weeks until the next show. Until then, mate, where can we uh, where can we find you? Uh, I uh, the on Twitter as the John underscore Cu and on Xbox Live as Long Dong Silver. Cool. I am on Twitter at Brooker four one one. And if you can't find me about, you can find me on Fail Critics, where I'm usually writing something. I've worked my bollocks off the last couple of weeks actually writing shitloads of reviews and occasionally on their podcast. And yeah. That's it. In a couple of weeks' time, we'll be back. Probably talking Resident Evil. It would have been out for a couple of days. Then. Really? That's a couple of weeks. Shit. Yeah. Can't be true. Oh, yeah, it is. It comes You're out right. next week. It comes, yep. out, it comes out next Tuesday. And then the Tuesday after we're recording. Yep, 31st. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. That comes around quick. Yeah, it really does. Better get, get my fucking move on then. <laughs> All that fuck. Well, this is the one I was looking at going... I really want a PlayStation VR. Should I buy one for Resident Evil 7? <laughs> so, oh. No. <laughs> no, I will not. And I can see my missus in the corner of my eye shaking her head. No, you fucking best not, Brooker, or I will stab you in the face. With your PlayStation VR? With the PlayStation VR. You Sharpen it. Find the, find the Resident Evil 7 box shoved up your ass corner-wise. Is there any other way to shove something up your ass? Flat side first. I suppose that's, that's always a way. <laughs> Ask a silly question. <laughs> Expect a silly answer. Exactly right. We 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 need to stop. We need. 
Right. There is so much of this that should be edited out, let's be honest. This is true. So, yeah, for uh, until next time in a couple of weeks, you can find us at Character Unlock on Twitter, at Character Unlock on Facebook. And I think that's us done. Thank you very much for listening. Say goodnight, John. Good night, John. And we're done. Character Unlock was presented by Andrew Brooker and John Miller, with music provided with permission from Miracle of Sound from the track A Dog's Life. Character Unlock is recorded for failed critics and is a part of the failed media network of podcasts, along with Field and Mullinger's Underground Nights and the Failed Critics Film Podcast. And you can check us out at failedcritics.com or find us on Twitter at Character Unlock. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm.